keep Rayman Digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging one to ten dollars a month. Go to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge. Hello, this is Stormtrooper One. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. And that's not gonna quite I'm just saying it's not gonna work for Ahsoka, but I'm wondering if they may just replace her voice. That's I hope not, not that's something not entirely new with with Star Wars. That's very common. I know Rosario Dawson has done voice work and not a lot of people realize this, but like in the geek community, Rosario Dawson has been the voice for Wonder Woman. Yeah, for I saw that. The DC animated universe. And she loses her Latina accent. And she she loses it. You could not tell Diana or, or Wonder Woman is Rosario Dawson. That Are you sure she wasn't playing a Mexican version of Wonder Woman? <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm Wonder Mujer. <laughs> I, cook you, I give you beans and you know, I can't really see Disney asking her not to, like, hey, can you just lose that Latina vibe? Like, we need to get rid of that. Th- that's not going to go over very well in today's society. Yeah, exactly. Like, the new CEO of Disney is like, come here, um, Rosario. We, we saw your tweet, and um, we're definitely interested. We think you'd be a great selection. But, um, Ixnay? On the Mexican A? On the Mexican A? <laughs> You know, here, we're going to have tamales for lunch. Let this be your last Mexican thing you ever do for the next two or three years. We just want to make sure all the Mexican is out of your system. And then she's always, I'm not fucking Mexican, asshole. (laughs) Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a metaphor to help and heal human I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Alright, hello, welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Welcome as we travel through the unknown regions. Dodging solar flares. I am Michael Skywalker. I heard it's the new trendy thing to do to uh, adopt the name <laughs> Skywalker. Is that is that a thing? I, I, I'm I guess so. Can I adopt it too? But then that would make us relatives. Well, oh, I didn't ask what your name was. Let me let me ask David. Who are you, David Skywalker? Oh, hold on, David. Who? Well, let's start over. David, <laughs> follow the script. What's your name? Skywalker. No, David. Jesus. <laughs> Who are you? What, uh, what are you, Ryan Johnson? You don't know how to write? 
Come I think, on. I, th- I think that, yeah, the spirit of Ryan Johnson's in me right now. <laughs> All right. So we got a, some things to get through today. Number one, first and foremost, it would seem that Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV series coming to Disney Plus, is back on track with a new writer. Praise be to the makers <laughs> that we have solved this problem and only took the coronavirus to halt all production for them to get their shit together. And basically, apparently, the coronavirus like cleared their heads and brought reason to them for a change. Yeah. So I'm happy about this bit of news here. The show uh, was put on hold back in January, as most of us know, as Disney Plus needed to look for new scripts. They were unhappy with what was being written, which I want to say that's a good thing. At least there's quality control there, right? Yeah, but who's quality control? That's valid because how many times have they done this now and it's not great to begin with like we're like oh well it's not in the aftermath of that issue the movie in question still isn't groundbreaking so are they interfering for the good or the worse right oh yeah yeah so months months after being put on hold disney plus's obi-wan kenobi series is finding a new path the star wars series starring ewan mcgregor has enlisted writer joby herald to chart the course according to hollywood reporter which has confirmed this to be factual herald is known for executive producing john wick chapter three as well as producing king arthur legend of the sword and trumbo he also co-wrote Zack Snyder's upcoming Netflix zombie movie, Army of the Dead. I'm liking the content here. I am too. The pro- only problem with getting this talent, it sounds like, it almost sounds like they're trying to get the next hot creator, you know? David, if the next hot creator is churning out some dark themed, exciting, adventurous content, then so be it. Do you are you saying that maybe they're only looking for a name that's excitable that excites people and that hey well look at guys who can we get that's going to create headlines well oh John Wick I I I'm not I'm only guys you're being this. pessimistic I'm right? being pessimistic yeah. now because I'm sorry you know these are the same people that chose Ryan Johnson okay so. all right listen <laughs> David this is a positive new era okay. The back to tank has cured us of all ill feelings and anger. And now we are one with the force once again. No more negativity. (laughs) We are now cross-legged on a stone. And we're projecting our essence across the galaxy. That's how enlightened we are. (laughs) That's how much we are one with the force. See, now I'm picturing you becoming the one with the force and me as the dark side. <laughs> I'm so much one with the force right now that I'm naked and my dig is you know, I was hanging between my body as I'm floating. I was see wondering, it, why, why are you naked? Yeah. Well, when you become so enlightened, you don't need clothes. That's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> so Harold's hiring comes after the Obi-Wan series was put on hold in January to rethink its story. Hossein Amini had been working on the project, which a source said was potentially trotting on ground too similar to the Mandalorian. 
with the Jedi Master Obi-Wan looking over Luke Skywalker, perhaps perhaps mirroring how the Mandalorian watches over Baby Yoda on the popular Disney Plus series that launched Lucasfilm into a new era of live-action Star Wars TV shows. I can see that. I could see that problem, too. I mean, if... It's a valid issue. It's a valid... It's a very valid issue. I, I know a, there's a lot of Star Wars fans that may be thinking that, oh, we're people are blowing this out of proportion, but... When you take a step back, there is some harm to actually say that if they were to do a story based around Obi-Wan watching over Luke, right now we have a story being told where a warrior is watching over a child. Right. That's in The Mandalorian. Okay, so I agree, and that is a problem. It is a problem. But why is poor Hossein Omini being dragged through the mud? Because he wrote this project that's too similar. We should already know. This is again, this is where I'm forgetting my enlightenment for a second. Okay. <laughs> oh, now you're just the, for a second, Dave. Loin cloth I'll, just I'll, showed up. <laughs> I will lose that a second. I put a fig leaf over my penis for a second. I'm ashamed. These are the same problems we've had before. How do you not know what the story's going to be? <laughs> you would think in a meeting between Amini and Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger at the time. So what's your story going to be about? You think like, what do you, what are you thinking about? Like, this is what we're like. Let me share my thoughts and then share me what you think. Well, I'm thinking of uh, doing a story where, you know, Obi-Wan is going through, his own problems, being isolated, having to hold himself uh, in a way that's not perhaps natural for a Jedi, forgetting the Force exists, and he's tu- he's tutoring a young child, and they become very close. Uh, they discover the ways of the Force. Uh, okay, great. You know what? We're actually working on a series called The Mandalorian, and you know it sounds really <laughs> similar. Uh, so let's not do that. Don't even start writing it. Let's let's kind of rework something else. David, that is what happens in studios. What the fuck is happening at Disney again? Exactly. How do you not know what one of your writers is working on? On top of that, the story of Obi-Wan, everyone knows he's kind of stuck in one spot. He has to watch over Luke. Yeah, that's the that's the story. And all of a sudden to all of a sudden say, well, it's too close to Mandalorian. Well, Obi-Wan came first. Right. <laughs> and that's probably what Amini said. He probably like, wait a second here. Who the fuck is the Mandalorian? <laughs> but my my point is, first off, you could still make the story work. It would be very different. Yeah. You're dealing with Luke Skywalker, the chosen one, essentially, as they said in Rebels and Obi-Wan. There's so much you can do that would be, yes, similar, but also very different. Very but, different. But listen, I understand this is TV. You have two series coming out relatively around the same time. You don't really want to tread in similar territory. I get it. But my point is, David, is why was this not known before the dude sat down to write? Exactly. And, and it kind of makes me a little nervous now. about the series because i'm like going okay if that is what worried you the story group the star wars story group if that is what worried you what kind of story are you going to tell about obi-wan dude this you're 
stuck. If Kathleen Kinney was put on trial, Dave, this would be exhibit Z because we've already gone through the entire alphabet. Like why? If she was on trial as to why Star Wars was, is where it's at right now with the fandom. This would be exhibit Z because you're not fucking paying attention, bitch. Yes. Do your goddamn job. You're going to get your, 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 you want to bring in all these talents to tell new, exciting stories. However, you don't understand your own story. There's no leadership over there. Yeah. There's just dictation. That's it. Why do you think if you need more reason why Bob Iger has stepped down, look no further. He didn't step down. This wasn't, oh, you know, I'm going to leave my contract early. Nobody does that. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> the dude was let go because of these types of situations. And now, and now see, you're putting on the cloak. Okay. I'm going to, hold on. You're I'm going to, no, 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 no I'm going to take the robe off. I'm going to start floating. <laughs> you're looking good. And see, we're all dressed in black. Nope. It nope. works. I'm going to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> I am enlightened again. <laughs> All right. So, fan favorite Mandalorian director Deborah Chow is helming the Obi the Obi Wan series, which has no set release date. Uh, McGregor will, as we know, reprise his role. I mean, I am and see, really looking forward yeah, to that. I, I am those looking are the forward two to points. this. Those are the two. Those are the two strengths of the series that makes me. Start feeling enlightened <laughs> and excited. Relax. Take a deep breath. Yes, thank yes. you, Obi Wan. Yes, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Obi Wan. But that's. But I do have one thing to say to all of them at Lucas Film. Come to your senses. <laughs> <laughs> you must be very proud, David. It baffles me. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I I want David. I would. Give up a year's salary <laughs> to be a fly on the wall. Oh, you and me both. I, both. I want to know what's happening. Who's, I want to know what's happening. I want to be in that story group and basically just sit and not say anything. And then, you know, like after everything, I would, I would walk up to Filoni and basically say, Mr. Filoni, can you save us? I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on this? Not really, because as I said, you know, I want to stay positive. In all seriousness, I want to actually stay positive on Obi-Wan. Negative news like this just starts show, starts scratching at that itch that basically we start not enjoying our what we call our fandom. And it's kind of like... Oh, David, I actually have some audio of uh, the meeting. Going on at Lucasfilm, led oh, by okay. Kathleen Kennedy. Hold on. I didn't know this was out there. Hold on. Here's an inside look. Is, is that poop in her hand? That's, that's, uh, hmm. What is she doing with that? But Oh, my God. That banana just went up that. Poor Bob Iger. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense now it, it makes complete sense now alright so let's move on Dave there's a rumor and I'm okay with this rumor there's a rumor that Jamie Lee Curtis 
will be joining Star Wars The Mandalorian for season two. Have you heard this? <laughs> yes, I have. Dude, now, I'm so excited about these like rumors because some of the actors being told, they're all 80s actors. Yeah, what, what's going on over there? <laughs> Michael Bean. Uh, yeah. You get Jimmy Lee Curtis. Well, they're also people from the exploitation cinema as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, dude, even Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. So what the hell is going on? Like, this, these casting rumors and announcements are actually getting me a little too excited. Yes, it is. Especially, like, with knowledge, like, in the last news that we talked about, Robert Rodriguez. He's going to be in it. I, I, no, direct it, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be directing it. Dude. <laughs> I'm like. I can't take it. After after we talked about that, I couldn't stop thinking about it because I'm like, like, what would happen if Robert Rodriguez made a phone call and all of a sudden, hey, Quentin, oh. you want to jump on? He's, but yeah, but Tarantino's known for not being a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, so. Tarantino's like going, hmm, yeah. I'm not so sure about this. But look at who all the actors we got. Dude, does he really want to face the <laughs> wrath of Star Wars fans if he does something questionable? Come but, on. You know he would, he'd do it just because make them angry <laughs> that's yeah. who tarantino is now my question is will jamie lee curtis do the classic true lies dance oh my god dude she was so hot in that movie so so hot yeah i was i was a confused little kid when i saw that i was, I was like very confused um, something's happening <laughs> he told her to dance sexy no the the her jamie lee curtis in Trading Spaces. I think it was Trading Spaces with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Where she was half naked in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Relax. just perfect spank material. He's pretty steamy. Even now, she's an attractive woman. Oh, she is. Without a doubt. All right. So if the rumors are true, according to Star Wars News Net. Then the star-studded list of talent for Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2 potentially has another huge get in the form of the original Scream Queen herself. Applause. Jamie Lee Curtis. According to Making Star Wars, they have reported that Curtis has joined the cast of Disney's breakout hit series. And although they have not yet received 100% confirmation on that just yet... They do say that it is extremely likely that this pans out and that she was involved with the filming on the show. Per their sources, Curtis was present at a general location where both Avatar 2 and The Mandalorian were filming. Mm -hmm. Well, well, she could have been filming for Avatar 2 then and just, hey, I'm going to come visit. That happens all the time on sets. It does. It does. I mean, that's why we get like moments like Daniel Craig in Force Awakens and, and like a bunch of celebrities and in, in movies. But let me have my dream. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. <laughs> we can dream. We can dream right now. Jamie so, Lee Curtis is an old Mara Jade. I'll put that out there. It's too. I don't think her age would add up, though. It's after, How old is Jamie Lee Curtis? Can you look that up for a second? Uh, give me one sec. Okay, so the article continues. Although they were not able to confirm it, if she was involved in both productions, only one of them or neither, they were able to confirm that she spent several days in the general area. All right. 
then she's involved in one of those. 61 years old. Yeah, that's too old for five years after Return of the Jedi. Unless they're going to bypass the whole Luke relationship with her. But I can also think of a dozen other characters she could play. Oh, no, that's true. There's a bunch of other characters she could. So we were previously told to expect a lot of high profile guests in the coming season. I'm hoping that it's not like a, a like a. A merry-go-round of, hey, guys, look who it is. <laughs> I don't want that either. If you do yeah. these guest roles, then they need to be substantial. And they need to be important to the story. Mm-hmm. We don't need just a bunch of, hey, look who it is, kids. What is this, the Muppet show? <laughs> I don't need that fucking shit. Come on. Look, everybody. It's, uh... Oh, I lost my train of thought about that one. I'm, it's B. Arthur. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Please, no. <laughs> so the Mandalorian is currently scheduled to return in autumn 2020. It is unclear if the coronavirus epidemic has, in fact, delayed the intended launch of the Disney Plus show's second season. But filming for the show did conclude several weeks ago. Listen, I don't a lot of TV shows have shut down due to editing reasons and editing bays, but we all know most editors can work from home. Yes, they work alone. They can easily continue to edit, pass off the assets via whatever a networked render farm, whatever it may be. And boom, start doing your visual effects, bring it back. Boom, send over a color correction. Done. I don't see it being a big issue. Please don't. Do this to us. Please don't do this to us. I hate the coronavirus for doing this to us. <laughs> never mind the countless deaths, but never, ever mess up my Star Wars, right? <laughs> never. It's going to stop our Star Wars. Yeah. This has to be stopped. We need it. All right. So let's move into some territory here that I've been trying to avoid. Not negative stuff, but just things I just rather not engage. I'd rather not get invested. When there's no point. Okay, here's your black robe. Go go ahead. No, 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 no. There's no black. I'm still woosaying. I'm still floating. I just rather not get into it. I've been steering away from it because it's just irrelevant okay. in the grand scheme of things. But now it's become a, a big headline. So we have to talk about it. And that is the Star Wars fan animated. I'm sorry. A Star Wars fan animated Colin Trevorrow's rumored Star Wars script that Trevorrow has authenticated and said, yes, the script is legit. It is. I still don't know how I feel about that. And I was avoiding it for a lot of reasons. And for the new listeners out there, Dave, that may not have heard that broadcast. We got what we got. Yes. There's no point in reading something and getting all worked up on a story that's essentially fan fiction. It doesn't matter to Star Wars. Now, if you want to read it just for fun, so be it. But if you're trying to pawn this off and say, well, this is the movie we should have gotten, gotten. it doesn't fucking matter what you think because we got our movie, The Rise of Skywalker. There's no amount of bitching, complaining, campaigning for this script to ever make it legitimate. Mm -hmm. In 10 years, it'll be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Or even less. And that's why I do agree with you. It is at the end of the day. His script is just it's not important to Star Wars. Star Wars. It's just not important. It really isn't. All it's, it does is create more divisiveness. Exactly. And, and we don't need it. That's why 
while a part of me, and yes, I haven't, I have read the script. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't let you talk about it. You didn't remember talk about it. Uh, it's well done, but a part of me also is angry at Colin Trevorrow because it is so freaking unprofessional to suddenly, Hey, that movie's doing bad. Here's the movie that I wanted. It's a dick move. That's a dick move. And it's totally unprofessional. He shouldn't have authentic authenticated it. He shouldn't have said, yeah, it's legit. And honestly, dude, as I said, during our previous discussion, he's probably the one who leaked it. Yeah. Let's be real about it. And, and, you know, I understand that basically in the, in the world of movie making, there is like those lost scripts. Everyone should know this. You know, there's the lost Superman script. There's the lost Batman script. We all, th- a lost Superman script that was written by Kevin Smith. By Kevin Smith. And uh, the lost Joel Schumacher script with Nicolas Cage as yeah. Superman. You don't see those guys basically saying, hey, here's my script, everyone. Read it. No. Kevin Smith basically said, eh, no, they turned it down. And he basically shelved it years later it came out years later it came out just because at that time kevin smith said okay i can release it now without damaging the freaking movie that's coming out within uh uh, the same year well and that's the reason why i didn't want to talk about this is because i felt like colin trevorrow was being a big a bit of a dick he was being a dick and listen he got fired and maybe he has a right to be upset but dude that's business man yeah you got fired you shouldn't be an asshole about it. Bottom line. Well, so, what makes you so fucking special that basically you can actually do that stuff? Well, you know, that being said, Dave, I did watch this animation. And I will admit that, yes, this animation is a bit silly. It's it designed is. to be funny. It's fast paced for the YouTube audience, right? Yes. Essentially, it's just a breakdown. It's hard to say if the story is good. But the ideas that he went through in 10 minutes is pretty good. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want to read it. Because I don't want to like this. I don't want to say, oh, you know what? It would have been good if we got this. Because let's be honest, Dave. Let's say we got this movie. There would have been people complaining. And then let's say J.J. Abrams' script leaked. People would then say... This is the movie we should have gotten. Oh, my God. Palpatine comes back at the end. Oh, my God. Ray is Palpatine's daughter. People may say, no, I would have liked that. But kind of proven that Star Wars fans kind of like what they don't get. Exactly. The grass is always greener. Yeah. So that's why I didn't care to read this. But that being said, I think the story concepts here, it's hard to say whether or not it's a good story because... On paper, it's Star Wars. It feels legit. But it's also just a lot of ideas. That's the thing. When you, when I read it, all overall, I'm like going, okay, solid concept. Yes, yeah, solid concept. Solid I will concept, give them that. And you took element, you continued elements that whether we like it or not from Last Jedi, you, you continued the trend. You said, fuck it. I'm going to continue the story and see it to its end. And I do like that Luke Skywalker that. is a very big part of it. Yes. Which is depressing that we didn't get enough Luke Skywalker. But the fact that Luke Skywalker had a, has a big role in Colin Trevorrow's 
script, it actually legitimizes the reason why he was let go. If you remember, he was upset Mm -hmm. that Luke was killed. That Luke was killed. The rumor was that he had asked Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson to not kill Luke. Luke. Because they weren't supposed to kill Snoke either. (laughs) And he had said, okay, you killed Snoke. Can you please not kill Luke? So you can tell that he still tried to use him the best he could. And yeah, I mean, like, so I mean, it's not bad. I'll tell, I'll give Trevorrow this, the story and the ideas within his, but let me take back the story aspect, the ideas and how it looks like it would have played out. Seems pretty legit. But again, look at the novelization for the rise of Skywalker that we're currently reading you and I. And we're going to be covering it soon on one of our shows. Imagine if that was leaked. We would be doing the exact same thing. There's a lot of cool things in the novelization that should have been in the movie. Movie. But probably ended up on the cutting room floor. Right. So how many of these great ideas that people are applauding Trevorrow would have been cut? And we would have essentially gotten the same streamlined Kathleen Kennedy, Bob Iger version. Exactly. So it doesn't even matter. That's my point. Do you get it? Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's the at the end of the day, I look at it as is great concept, good writing. But then again, you're a professional, you're a professional, quote unquote, professional uh, script writer. I expect this. OK, I expect you to come, uh, you know, to churn out a coherent script. That's your job. <laughs> that's your, whether and just like you said. But the biggest question is, oh, yeah, this is the this is a good script that we could have gotten or wanted as fans out there wanted. Would you have gotten it? You still got to get past Kathleen Kennedy. Right. Because, Dave, imagine if we got the Rise of Skywalker script, the novelization version with all those extra parts. We would have been like, holy dope. Shit. It would have been really good. Yeah. All right. Let's go to a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to switch gears and we're going to jump into some High Republic news, which I'm getting very <laughs> excited for. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. So I'm going to give this a uh, 63% on the RMD rating score system. Did you give it a percentage? I didn't, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I I didn't think about it until now, but I'm 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 with you. It's it's in the sixty two percent, sixty percent. I think uh, you don't even have to be Mexican to enjoy it. Yeah, don't even have to be a bean eater to like it. <laughs> you don't have to be a border hopper to like it, right? I am not agreeing or at all. You Just, don't have to swim the rivers to enjoy this comic. <laughs> oh. 
You don't have to have a child locked up in a cage along the border to enjoy this title. <laughs> it's probably wrong that I laugh, huh? You don't have to be a rapist to enjoy this title. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm Mexican. I can crack all yeah, the jokes. Yeah, that's why I'm like, should I be laughing at what well, he's saying? By default, I'm going to give you a street cred. Okay. okay, I'm Mexican, you know, I'm the first generation born in the United States. And, you know, I'm going to give you by default, you get street cred. Uh, so as long as you're talking to me, you know, you, you you're brown. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. And as long as you talk to me, you won't be deported. That's that's cr- exactly. Thank you. <laughs> we, it, we're it's, helping each other. Mike. It's a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. It really is. It is. <laughs> Weird West Radio, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep Rain Man Digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging $1 to $10 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. No. 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 You All right. Hello. Welcome back. Star Wars from the back to tank. All right, Dave. So as the days go by, I'm getting more and more excited for this new era. I guess we can call it the phase a new phase in yeah. the Star Wars story. It's the High Republic era. Project Luminous, as they were secretly calling it for months. Now, StarWars.com has recently dropped some new information on the High Republic. Yep. We've got, we finally got to actually see the characters of our story finally. Yes. Actually, we, character breakdowns. We get to meet the Jedi Knights and Masters. Of the High Republic. So I'm assuming this is going to be the way this is shaping up. It's turning into our Mace Windu. Our Voto Voss. Is that the name of the guy? Yeah. yeah. Our Yodas. Our Ayalas. Our Obi-Wans of this era. And yes. these characters may not be at the heart of every single story, but I have a feeling they're going to be involved in the comic books, the books, everything else they have planned. These are our core characters. Yeah, this is going to be our basically just like what you said, core the core the core characters or the main yeah, main characters, the main characters of various stories, especially the first one that they talk about who I think it's of our Chris. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Now, you have that ready to go, though? Yes. Okay. So, in an exclusive series, StarWars.com is pulling back the curtain on Star Wars The High Republic, a publishing epic set about 200 years before the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace, with insights from creators, new details, and never-before-seen concept art, and it is arriving fall 2020. Story will be explored through multiple voices and span adult and young adult novels, children's books, and comics from a variety of publishers. This installment, StarWars.com, gives a first look at some of these starring Jedi Knights and Masters. Now, for all intents and purposes, this is essentially this decade's version of the Shadows of the Empire. Yes. 
it's all the bells and whistles, everything, the marketing, all the tie-in media of a movie. The only thing except missing we is, never get the movie. Yeah, the only thing out of this that I'm kind of curious at on a side note is the toy line because usually during this time of Star Wars, the toy line would be huge. So I think they're going to wait to see if there is a lot of enthusiasm and then, hey, you know what? These books and comic books are selling. They might. Because so far, the Star Wars ongoing series have been pretty, for the most part, successful hits, have been successful for Marvel and Lucasfilm. Yeah, Dr. Aphra, the Vader series, the ongoing Star Wars. Now you have the Bounty Hunters run, right? Mm-hmm. And we have gotten a toy, various toys, from the Aphra series. Yeah. I mean, the only thing we're missing now is honestly a, uh, um, oh my God, I forgot the character's name. The one that we love in Bounty Hunters. Baylart. Baylart. We need a Baylart figure. Well, there, there's no money. There's no dollar amount <laughs> that would... Dissuade me from purchasing a Baylart Valance toy. I will punch a child. <laughs> Jesus, David. I will rape a woman <laughs> to get to that toy. <laughs> Jesus, David. Is that what you're going to say next? Because I'm not saying that's what I would do. Uh, let's just say. Because I don't believe in that. I don't believe in rape. You know, I, I say no to rape. It, I believe in consent, David. <laughs> but after that line of thinking, I don't think you believe in consent. I'm I sorry. think you're a savage. I've, I've gone through too many of the Star Wars days where basically I have to stand in line and watch a little child just always go, I would like that Mandalorian, Daddy. Grab it right in front of me. And I'm like going, well, I can't do anything. He's a child. <laughs> yeah, but if you get in the way between me and Baylor Va- and Valance, Lance. you're going down. <laughs> I will elbow you in the face. <laughs> I'll do that. What is this? Stone Cold Stunner? <laughs> yeah, <he is>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd pay good money to see that. I mean, just, imagine seeing you just at see like me just some like, toy store, like, get away get from Baylord. <laughs> I would, I would. What's that one where they pick them up in the air and then they fall back and drop them? What, just what, suplex what, them. Which, what, what, is, what is that called? What wrestling maneuvers? Just is that? suplex them. Yeah. Suplex them over my head. No, no. I would, I would 300 kick a small child. <laughs> wow, David. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I'd be helping you. <laughs> I'm like, listen, there's two Baylart Valances <laughs> left. And I'm sorry, little kid. You're just too little for this. Yeah, what are you going to do with it? Play with it? Oh, look at me. I'm playing with a toy. We're going to collect it. We're going to put it on a shelf. We're going to put it on a shelf. We're going to collect dust to be meaningless. <laughs> what are you going to do? Create dreams and imagination? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you and your imagination. <laughs> um, all right. So why don't you take us into this list of characters that's coming out of the High Republic. Okay. Um, well, the article from StarWars.com actually starts off for a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice. Obi-Wan Kenobi's words in Star Wars New Hope have stayed with fans for years, inspiring questions, images, and wonder. What were the Jedi like at their best? Well, before the rise of Luke Skywalker, how did they function within the galaxy? Who were they? In Star Wars High Republic, Lucasfilm's upcoming multi-platform epic, we are about to find out. Readers will see a very wide variety of Jedi in this era, says Lucasfilm Publishing Creative Director Michael Silgan. This is a hopeful, optimistic time when the Jedi are good and noble, and we want to reflect that in their characters. 
while still giving them enough depth and dimension so that their individual personalities and idiosyncrasies shine through. The Jedi Knights of the High Republic are both aspirational and inspirational. In short, they're the good guys. So remember, in High Republic, this is the Jedi at their peak. Because in Phantom Menace, that's when we all know that they're starting their fall, their fall from grace. Uh, The article continues, while the Jedi are undoubtedly heroes in the High Republic, they promise to be varied, unique, and very human, no matter their species. We put a lot of time and effort into making our Jedi feel like real, rounded individuals. Writer Kevin Scott, one of the architects of the High Republic, tells StarWars.com, they're all different, approaching the Force in individual and unique ways, and yet are united with a common goal. They serve not out of unwavering dogma, but a deep passion to protect light and life. And they're all in different stages in their individual journeys. Some of have experience on their side. Some have exuberance of youth. Some are still finding their peace in the order while others steep or step naturally into leadership roles. So when they say that the Jedi Knights of the High Republic are both aspirational and inspirational, in short, they are the good guys, are... We get to see Jedi that are not in the gray at all, not in terms of now we I don't want to ever say our characters are in the gray. I don't think Mace Windu, Yoda are ever in the gray, but yeah, we do to their arrogance, possibly their comfort. They were pushed into scenarios by way of the dark side, the Sith, right? Yes. Palpatine to make questionable decisions, right? Oh, yeah. So are we going to get characters who are just flawless? Who are the very best the Jedi have to offer. That's what it sounds like. Now, it's I, before the arrogance sets in. Right. Before the comfort. But I... Is that interesting? For me, yeah, it is. Because... Don't we like conflict? But we also like to see these characters... Okay. It, it, go, it goes back to what Kevin Scott was saying originally with High Republic. With... The biggest question of all, what are the Jedi afraid of? Right. So do you think they're going to go back to the original concept of the Jedi from, let's say, the original trilogy that Lucas had? That it's the classic telling of good versus evil. There's no complicated, you know, inner turmoil. Should I make the right decision? What are we doing? Are we making the right decision? Do you think that's what we're going to be doing? We're going back to that classic good versus evil. And there is no, the actual distinction is the light side and the dark side. Yes. I honestly think that that's what Kevin Scott's getting to, because to just really put it in the bubble that all of us can all understand light versus the light versus the dark. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it could be interesting. I'm not saying it's not. I mean, look at the original trilogy. It was very good versus evil, good and it was fantastic. Evil. So, and the thing, the the difference. But I between, do like my characters having problems, though. Like that's modern. That's modern television. That's modern movies. They've all taken a page from Shakespeare and our our great pieces of literature. You that's know, the interesting part too that I'm uh, that I'm also interested in, as well as kind of like you need character drama. And if a character is perfect, you really have to ask yourself, well, what's the challenge of him if he's so right. perfect? I, I'm open-minded, and I definitely think this has lots of potential. But I'm just, hey, I'm just 
playing devil's advocate here. So let's get into the the key characters, Dave. Well, uh, let's get a first look at some of the Jedi Masters of the Star Wars High Republic. Okay, the first one that we got is Avar Chris. Avar is the brightest, most noble example of a Jedi of Jedihood. She always tries to see the good in people and situations and never puts herself first. She is invigorated about life on the frontier and the challenges it brings and is an inspiration for those who work with her. She is compassionate, not dogmatic. That's the important part that that I pulled out of that and always ready to sacrifice herself over others. Avar Chris is the best of the best. All right. Uh, We have Loden Greatstorm. Loden is a Twi'lek Jedi master and is considered to be one of the best teachers in the Jedi Order, strong and wise, with a good sense of humor. Loden looks at every moment of lear- uh, as a learning experience, always trying to better himself and those around him, especially his Padawans. More or less kind of like the Yoda figure. He's the Yoda figure, only if Yoda was far younger and not as tainted, because... Like what we said, when you get into Phantom Menace, the Jedi Order is tainted at that point. You can even see it in Yoda. And this particular teacher is supposed to be better than Yoda, which is tough. The next one is Keeve Trennis. Keeve is a f- young firebrand Jedi uh, believed to have great future ahead of her. If only she could, she would believe it herself. Quick-witted and more impulsive than she should be, Keeve has only been a Jedi Knight for a few weeks and is a little starstruck around Avar. Knowing many of the great things Chris has done in the past, she is determined to prove herself to Avar and other legendary Jedi stationed on Starlight Beacon. But first she must learn to trust herself as much as she trusts the Force. Now this character is probably someone that's going to be really interesting for us. I'm going to call it now. She's going to be a lesbian. You think? Yeah, I'm going to call it now. She's starstruck by Ava, which means, you know, that's code talk for she wants to scissor her. She wants to scissor her. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'm definitely going to stick with that one. (laughs) And then the next one is Stellan Geos. Stellan is optimistic and well-respected Jedi Master. Stellan came up through the order with Avar Chris. And although they are often a different assignments for the Jedi or the Republic, when the two work together, they are a powerhouse team of two noble heroes in action. Strong in the force and a natural teacher, Stellan is currently stationed on one of the Jedi Temple outposts on a distant planet of Kerrigan Viner. See, that's the part I'm looking forward to the most. More than the characters. I'm looking forward to the mythos. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that world-building aspect. Locations. Yep. And then the last one we have is, I hope I say this one right, Vernestra Vern Rowe. Vern is a newly minted Jedi Knight. Uh, Vernesta Meliana was a Padawan of Stellan Geos. She works hard and is devoted to the Jedi Order, more so than most others her age. At 16, she is one of the youngest knights in the generation. She struggles to fit in with the adults while also setting a good example for the younger Jedi. Had to replace Ahsoka, okay? You're not going to do it. That's what I was like saying. Don't even try. Don't even try. Not going to do it. You can't can't replace Ahsoka. (laughs) So any thoughts on those characters? I'm really excited for the characters. I mean, Avar Chris is that perfect character that 
I'm curious, just like what you said is like without, without flaws, a character that's perfect just seems boring. So it's going to be interesting with her stories, how they go, how they portray her. Um, the one character that I'm really interested in is Stellan Geos and probably Keith Trennis because, and especially Trennis because she seems to be the one that has the flaw, you know, where we will see character development. We'll see her growth into a Jedi Knight. Whether she scissors with Avar, you know, oh, hey, yeah, maybe that's the adult novel version. <laughs> We're not going to see that in the younger, <laughs> younger uh, books. Colin Trevorrow will release a script later where he had written that. I mean, I, I don't think parents will want to answer their uh, children when they ask, what is Trennis doing to Avar? <laughs> well, it's called scissoring. It's, um, it's too mature for you now, no. but eventually you're going to love it. And And remember, wash your hands. <laughs> yes, social distancing. They should not be scissoring. <laughs> okay, let's move into our next bit here, and that's the state of the Star Wars comics. And this is just a shame. I know the world is changing, and we're in a position as the human race that we have not been in for at least 100 years. And because of that, because of the coronavirus, things are falling apart. Damn you, coronavirus. I know. And one of those things is the Star Wars comic books. They have all been put on delay. I know this has been a big thing amongst comic book buffs for quite some time. We've all been trying to figure out whether or not comics will still be published. Uh, There was a rumor for a while that the digital versions of the comics will be continued, uh, will continue to be released. But it seems like more and more publishers are saying no. As they realize that could be the death of all print. Yeah, eventually, because people may say, hey, why do I even care about print then now that I've gotten comfortable to just reading digital? So it seems like more and more publishing companies are rallying behind the idea that they're just not going to release anything. Anything. And it's an industry changer. I mean, outside of Star Wars. That announcement from I believe it was Diamond Distributing who said that they're not going to ship any comics for a month. That's a that's a game changer. That absolutely could destroy various studios. I mean, publishing not, companies. You mean publishing companies? I mean, like and comic it, book shops. It's probably not going to affect Marvel and DC, the no. big two. It no. won't affect them. They're fine. They got deep pockets. They can handle it. But when you're dealing with smaller houses like the ones that are tied to, say, Image. Or even IDW. Boom Studios. Boom Studios. Maybe even Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Especially Dark Horse because, like, there's not much left of Dark Horse. This could be the death knell of them. Yeah. And with Star Wars, especially with the niche franchises, Star Trek, Star Wars, they may actually be damaged big time because of this delay. Because... People will just lose, you know, they'll lose attention and fascination with those series. Possibly. Potentially, yes. And I'm probably leaning to that line of thinking as well. I'm probably going to, I'm inclined to agree with you. However, it could work the other way too. It could create a need. We're all sitting at home. There's not a lot to do. There's only so many TV shows we can watch. And even though there are literally archives filled of 
movies and TV shows, you may just get tired of looking at your TV after a while. And there's going to be a need when the floodgates are finally allowed to open. We may be get hit with so much content, so much content that you may see a surge in comic book sales. We have not seen in history in decades, I should say. And see, now you're floating and you're all naked and you're shining like a, right. a starlight beacon. Positive. <laughs> Positive. So, yes, uh, because of the COVID-19 virus for the foreseeable future, there'll be no new issues of any Star Wars comics and outside of the obvious, it being a virus and it's awful that people are dying. Dr. Afra number one was set to be released <laughs> April 1st, David. I know, I know. How long have we been excited and, and salivating for some more Dr. Afra? Mike, we just got bounty hunters. We just got them. Now we don't have them. <laughs> yeah, bounty hunters is being put on hold. Everything's being put Remember, on hold. I just said that I was willing to suplex a child in the toy aisle for a Baylor Valance figure. You just took away Baylor. <laughs> yeah. I hate the coronavirus. That being said, if you are an avid Star Wars reader or you're looking to get into Star Wars comics, don't fret. David and I plan to do a lot of catching up on titles because there's going to be nothing else new. We're going to replace our ongoing discussions with potential back issues and we'll suggest comic books that you should catch up on and specific story arcs and surprisingly there's a there is a lot there is a lot okay. uh, one that comes to mind immediately is the lando series written by by not, the way charles soul not not double or nothing no not double sure. or nothing that's garbage that's garbage but the Lando series, which is which has a connection to Darth Maul, and yeah. but there is some awesome elements in the Lando series. So we may did we ever cover that, Dave? We never covered the regular Lando series, have we? I think we? we only covered like issue one. I think that was it. Was that it? Yes. Yeah, we might want to get into this because it's a pretty fucking good series. It's a good series, and it's what five issues? Yeah, it's it's a short mini series because they were wanted to see if Lando could carry his own series, right? And then they came out with Double or Nothing, and it was garbage. <laughs> Let's not, Mike. You're sinking. Oh, that's you're true. Sinking. Uh, you're hold sinking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm naked again. <laughs> All right. Well, this does conclude our discussion. For today, we've been through a lot, different topics, and we have a lot more coming out this month. So head over to our Patreon page if you want to get even more Star Wars discussions from David and I. Because, yes, we have our regular Monday show for the Clone Wars. And then we have our Wednesday show, which cycles between update shows. And we're going to get back to doing Legends Wednesday. Legend Wednesday. But then we also have our Friday Patreon exclusive shows as well, where we discuss novels, comic books, different things. So head over to patreon.com slash Rayman Digital and pledge. When you pledge $3 or more a month, you gain access to hundreds of hours of additional content. And you also help us stay on the air because this is. This isn't cheap. It costs money. And many of us on the network have been. The, de the decision makers have been mulling over whether or not we should continue because, yes, we have a good time and, yes, we bring in money. But is it a substantial enough to continue with these shows, all that we do, the high quality content? 
Equipment is expensive. Server space is expensive. So if you want us to keep doing this, it's, it's important that you show us really is by going to Patreon and pledging, even if it's just a dollar. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs>